Welcome to Be Still and Know, Week 6, a weekly devotional podcast for New Covenant Lutheran Church. I am Clary Dees, and I'm glad that you're here. Whether you listen every week or you pop in and out as you're called to listen, I'm glad that God is moving in and through you today. I'm learning that the writing of a podcast can be very cathartic of an experience. This forum has given me a chance to listen more intently to what God has to say. Not that I didn't listen before, but now I'm listening with an intent instead of just regular old listening. I want to encourage you in your listening too. Like I talked about last week, God doesn't always reach out and talk to you in the same way, and if you aren't listening intently, you can miss it. As by now I'm sure you know, we're reading the devotional book Be Still and Know from Broad Street Publishing, which is available on Amazon for around $8. It's written as a daily devotion, and you can jump in at any point and read with me. I would love to hear how God is moving in you through these devotionals. Perhaps you're hearing completely different messages to me, and I would love to hear about that. This week, we read each day about all of the things that God is for us. We read about his love, kindness, service, peace, listening, and more. And as I write these words one after the other, I'm reminded of a song we've worked on with the children's choir, The Fruits of the Spirit. If you don't know the song, the verses include funny fruit references, making the point that the fruits of the Spirit aren't actual fruits. And then the chorus goes, because the fruit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The song is a cute and whimsical representation of what we read this week about all the wonderful ways in which the Spirit of God is working in, for, and through us. And it's no mistake that the devotionals we centered around this week are purposeful for this week, as this Sunday was Pentecost. In Acts 2, we read about the believers who were gathered together when they all experienced being filled with the Holy Spirit. They were suddenly able to speak other languages and share the miraculous words and works of God with others in their native tongue. We also read how this event, and many others, had already been prophesied many, many years earlier. Acts 2.17 says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. And I believe that we're still experiencing that today. Sure, it looks a bit different. Most of us don't talk in tongues and have flames coming up out of our heads. But we're able to use the gifts that God has given us to help us connect with others and share the word of God. On Monday this week, we read about how God is fair and just. How he will judge everyone fairly when the time comes. What a relief! Because if he judged us how we judge one another, either openly or not, we'd be in serious trouble. I heard a sermon last week where the pastor asked, Are you a good person? And the answer we'd like to have is, Yes, of course I am. But the truth that was shared by the pastor was that actually, we're not. We'd like to think we are, but the fact is, we are 
all sinners in some way. The great news in that fact, though, is that Jesus was crucified and died for our sins, ones that we've committed and the ones we haven't yet. He took all of them upon himself in the greatest act of love we have ever seen and likely ever will see. I got sidetracked there a little bit, but it was a good diversion. So let's get back to the message in the devotional about fairness. Life isn't fair, and we learn that lesson pretty early in life, especially if we have siblings. Those times as a child, when our sibling gets something we wanted, or has more pieces of tortellini in their bowl than we do. I share that specific example because that's a memory I have with my own sister. Those times as a child teach us that our experiences in life will not always be fair. And as we grow up, the unfairness of life will show itself in much more serious ways than a bowl of pasta. How we respond to those feelings of unfairness are what should be the most important to us. Do we respond with truth and grace, knowing that the most important judgment will come from God and his complete fairness? Or do we have an earthly human response? As we moved into Tuesday's devotional, we read about God's kindness. Something that came to my heart as I was reading on Tuesday was about the beauty that we have within us. This inner beauty is the authority given to us by God. And it is with that inner beauty and the authority from Christ that we have the ability to be kind to everyone. Do you have to be a believer or follower of Christ to be kind? No. All people have kindness within them. But I do believe that those who have that little bit of extra truth and grace running through them might be better equipped to pour out some kindness. Galatians 5.22 tells us, The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. In the devotional, we read about holding hands and what it means in different situations. Holding hands to assist someone, holding hands to help a child, or holding hands with a loved one were some examples. I typically try and steer away from anything too personal in this podcast, but this was too big to ignore. You see... I consider myself somewhat of a hand-holding expert. Happily married for over 15 years now, I can't think of a day that has gone by, unless I was traveling for work, where we have not held hands. Whether we are at home, at the grocery store, at church, driving the car, or whatever we're doing, you can guarantee that at some point, one of us will reach for the other's hand. And that's the best part. It's not one of us wanting to hold the other's hand. It's a mutual desire. In the devotional, we read about God and how he is constantly extending his hand to us, much like my husband does for me. God holds out his hand to show us love, support, help, protection, and affection. It's up to us as the children of God to hold out our own hands and receive that gift. 
Wednesday this week was about love. God's love, to be exact. Something interesting about the message we received today was that it was brought to me twice this week. First was Wednesday, when I read it in the devotional, and then the second time was doing a conversation with my father-in-law this weekend. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven to 40 tells us, Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. I would love to hear from those of you listening on this specific topic, because I am willing to go out on a limb and say that for the most part, the majority of us find the first one of these two commandments pretty easy. Loving God? Sure. Done. But loving your neighbor as yourself, meaning loving all others, I'm not sure that's as easy. And I know why. God created all of us. He loves all of us equally because we're his children. But for that, us to then reciprocate that love to each other is a much harder task. Not to put too fine a point on it, but most humans are lazy. And loving someone who takes a bit more work for us to love is sometimes too much for people. I've been paying close attention to the unrest happening in the Middle East currently. And as I read the devotional this week, I couldn't help but think that if all people had a bit more kindness and more patience to love one another, despite our differences, the world could be such a brighter and safer place. Thursday this week took us deeper into the relationship with God and what we read about him being all we need led me to think more about his truth and how we all needed more of that in our lives. We are fed over and over, day after day, with the fake reality that is social media. I'm as guilty as anyone else. I don't post those moments when my kids are answering back or having meltdowns. I post the accolades and the dance competitions and the choir concerts on there. And while those things are absolutely the truth, they are not the whole picture. There is a whole lot of life that happens between those perfect pictures, and not all of it's put out there for all to see. Social media has an evil way of taking over our lives, but leaving us empty at the same time. It's easy to mindlessly scroll from one person's perfect second to the next, but at the end of it, we're no better off, and we may even be emptier because there is nothing there to fill us. Nothing there fills us in the same way that God can fill us. If we allow ourselves to be filled with God's word, and along with that, his truth and his grace, then there's no room for anything else like fear, guilt, or doubt to sneak in. In 2 Timothy 2, 15-16, we're told, Work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker and one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. Avoid worthless, foolish talk 
that only leads to more godless behavior. When I read the devotional this week, I was also reminded that this worthless, foolish talk isn't only the talk of social media. It's also the lies that we allow to creep into our own minds. I'm blessed in my life to have a husband who knows me and knows when I'm allowing those thoughts to enter my mind and then can help me talk about them and get rid of them. I'm also equally blessed to know God and know that he loves me and he also wants to hear those negative thoughts so that he can help me rid myself of them too. I pray today that those of you listening take your negative thoughts and emotions and turn them over to God too. He wants us to be happy and to feel true joy and he knows that we can't do that fully if we're carrying a heavy weight. So take that weight and give it up to God. Share it with your loved ones and trusted people in your lives. Only then will you truly be able to take in God's truth and share it out with the world. The next devotional we read last week was about peace. Now, if we're able to do what I just talked about, then peace is much easier to come by. But the truth is, peace is a rarity these days. Living in this century, we move from one day to the next and never truly stop. So even when we're able to shut out the noise and negativity we feel bubbling up in us, we're not always peaceful. Our minds are jumping ahead to the next task. Trust me when I say I know exactly how that goes. When we look to scripture for verses about peace, or even just the word peace, there are Far too many verses that come up. Peace is a constant word through many books of the Bible, both in the Old and New Testaments. What does this tell us? Well, I believe that it tells us one of God's truths, one that we have already talked about in this episode. Love God and love your neighbor. If we love each other, then there would be more peace both on the physical sense and in the personal, emotional sense. Timing God's word is a surefire way to personal peace. The question I ask you, though, is how do we do that in such a noisy world? Anyone who has the answer, please email me because that is one of the very many things that I am trying to figure out. This past weekend had a couple of interesting devotional readings. At least I thought so. On Saturday, we read about retirement. And then on Sunday, it was about God always hearing our prayers. Now, if I'm reading these two devotionals from God's perspective, one doesn't go with the other. If he is always hearing our prayers, then he is never truly retired. Of course, this was the message we read on Saturday. Retirement from our earthly responsibilities, those of our career, have an expiration date. But the responsibilities as a disciple of Jesus are ongoing. That isn't something that we will retire from. The work we do for God isn't paid work. It's not a job. But it is something that we need to show up for every day and give our best in every moment. This way, when we retire... From this post, we can look back on our life and say to ourselves, job well done. In line with retiring, we're further reminded in Sunday's devotional 
how God's work is never done. It makes me wonder if he chuckles a bit when we talk about creation and how he rested on the seventh day, because really, he already knew what would happen in all of eternity. So was he really taking a rest, or was he mentally preparing himself for the battle that he would take on in the many, 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 many years to come? Of course, part of that is meant to be light-hearted. We know that in the seventh day he rested, which is why we have our own Sabbath today. But let me ask you this. How many of you actually take the Sabbath and rest? Complete and total rest. You might do restful things or hobbies that you're unable to do during the days when you're working or taking care of other responsibilities, but how often do you allow your mind, body, and spirit to rest in the way that God intended for us to rest? God loves us so much that he never actually rests. Because as we read on Sunday this week, he always hears our prayers. Day and night, good and bad, he hears them. And probably before you've even uttered them out loud, God is always working to give us the help and support we need in our lives. Never truly resting and certainly not retiring. As we wrap up this week's episode of Be Still and Know, I want to leave you with a few thoughts to ponder. What does rest look like for you and your family? How do you truly rest and do you do it often enough where you can get to a place that allows you to truly listen, take in God's word and then share his truth with those around you? I'm trying to do that more and more in my own life. It's a work in progress, but I think I'm getting better. What I do know is that the only way we can improve and make things better is if we keep taking those small steps forward. Steps forward to love each other more. Steps forward in sharing our prayers and our fears with those that we trust. And steps forward in granting ourselves the rest we so desperately need. I pray that this week brings you rest, clarity and truth. Amen.